0: This is one of my favourite stories. I seem to be saying that at the beginning of all of them. This really is one of my favourite stories. And it's, it's not an Orkney story. It's a Scottish traveller story. And it came from a man called Duncan Williamson. Who I, I knew. I was, uh, he was quite a character, was Duncan. Anyway, this story is called I Love You More Than Salt. Now there was once a king. And the king was married to a beautiful queen and they had three lovely daughters. But a terrible thing happened because one day the queen got sick and she started to become thinner and thinner and pine away. And eventually she died. And the king was devastated. He was heartbroken. And so was his three little girls they wept for their mother, but she was gone. But the king took them on his knee, and he hugged them, and he said, Burns, I will always look after you. I will always be here to take care of you, and I will always love you, so do worry. Now, time passed, and the king was a very popular king in his kingdom. All the people loved him, and he loved his people as well. He also loved to go hunting with his dogs. He would set off on horseback, and he would go riding off and hunting. And, and he had plenty to keep him occupied as well with running the, the kingdom. And he spent every evening they with his daughters. They would eat together. But, you know, he was finding himself more and more busy and not spending as much time with them as he would like. And they never were able to sit down and have a proper talk. Now, one evening, when his daughters had grown up to be lovely young women, he told his servants that he was wanting to speak to his daughters and so they should leave him in peace. So after the meal, all the servants left. And he said to the girls, Come through here into the, into this room. I, I want to talk to you. I want to talk, serious, proper talk with you. What is it, Daddy? He said. So he sat them down and he said, Well, you know, I'm getting no older. I'm getting no younger. And, you know, one of you is going to have to be queen after I die. Oh, Daddy, we don't want to talk about that, They said. No, we want you to live forever. Well, I can't live forever. But one of you has got to be the ruler after me. And I have to find out which one. So I'm going to give you a test. You see, the last thing that I want is for the three of you to fall out and start fighting over who should be the queen. So tonight, we will find out. Now, I love my people and my people love me. So to love me is to love my people. So, I want you to tell me how much you love me. So he said to his his eldest daughter, So how much do you love me? Oh, Daddy, she says, Oh, I love you more than than diamonds and pearls and all the jewels in the world. Wow, diamonds and pearls and all the jewels in the world. That's a lot. That's that's a very expensive thing. Yes, that's very good, very good. And then he turns to the second daughter and says, and, and how much do you love me? Oh, Daddy, she says, Oh, I love you more than gold, oh, more than all the gold in the world and all the money in the kingdom. Oh, you love me more than all the gold and all the money. Oh, that's very good. A very good answer, too. Yes, yes, you must really love me. Hmm. So he turns to his youngest daughter. She was only about 15 at the time. But she was more beautiful than the other two. The other two were beautiful, but this girl surpassed them in her beauty and in her goodness, her kindness as well. Well, little one, he said, how much do you love me? And she thought. And she pulled that face that she pulls when she's thinking really hard. And she says, Daddy, I love you more than salt. Salt? He said, yes, Daddy, I love you more than salt. Salt? That cheap commodity, that salt? I uh, your eldest sister loves me more than diamonds and pearls, and your middle sister loves me more than all the gold in the world, and and, and salt? You love me more than salt? Yes, Daddy, she says, I love you more than salt. Well, he said, I am shocked. That's an outrage. What a horrible thing to say. You can't love me at all. I mean, salt, such a cheap thing, such a miserable, mean thing, salt. I don't want you living here any more. Tomorrow morning you have to go away. I'm banishing you from my kingdom. I never want to see you again. So, away he went. And the next morning the poor princess... She gathered together a few belongings that she had and she left the castle. Her sisters, well, they were maybe a bit jealous of her beauty and they just laughed at her. But away she went. And she left the castle and she walked and she was sad. She was very sad. She walked and she walked and she walked a long, long way. And when it was starting to... The day was turning. It was going to start to get dark soon. She knew she had to find somewhere to spend the night. And she saw a little path that led into a forest. So she thought, well, maybe this path goes to a town or a village or something. I can find a place to stay for the night. So she followed the path. And she followed it, and she followed it for mile after mile. But... All it did was it went deeper and deeper into the forest until eventually she came to a small clearing and there was a small cottage. So she went and she knocked on the door and an old woman answered, an old woman with long grey hair. My, my dearie, she said. What are you doing out this time of night wandering in a forest all by yourself? Ah, it's a long story, said the princess. I was wondering if I could get a bit of shelter for the night and, and maybe you'd be kind enough to give me a bite to eat. Hmm, so what's your story? Well, it's a long one, she said, but you see, my father, he's, he's thrown me out. Your father's thrown you out? Yeah, yeah, the king, my father, he's thrown me out the king's your father yeah he is hmm i see said the old woman you better come in so the girl went in and the old woman sat her down by the side of the fire and the old woman lived there with her cat a black cat a very big black cat and it was lying curled up at the fire And it opened one eye, one green eye, and stared at the girl. It looked her over. And then it stood up, it trotted over the floor, and it started to rub its head against her knee. And it started to purr. And she stroked it, and it purred and purred and purred. And the old woman looked at it and said, Well, that's unusual. I don't get many visitors around here, but it's not many people that that cat shows such a liking for. You see, that's a very special cat. That cat knows the difference between a good person and a bad person. And it knows that you have a good heart. So you're welcome to stay, my dear. Any friend of my cat is a friend of mine. So she gave her a bite to eat for supper, and then she sorted her up with a bed, and the girl went off to sleep. Now, she lived there for quite some time. And the old woman asked her, "'What's the story then with your father?' And so she told her. She told her everything about the father's questions and her sister's answer and her answer, that she loved him more than salt. "'A wise answer,' she said. "Hmm, "'I think your father needs to be taught a lesson.' Now, back at the castle, the king was living with his two daughters. And that one night, there was a big plate of beef brought in and set before the king. Now, the king liked his food, so he was delighted with his big plate of beef. And he took a taste of it, and he went, Pah! That's as fresh as a daisy. That needs salt. Fetch me some salt. Well, servants went away, and they came back, and they were shaking in their boots. And they said, Your Majesty, the, 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 the cook says that there is no salt. What do you mean there's no salt? Well, I mean, the cook said that, that, that there had been plenty of salt, but it's it, 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 it's not there anymore. It's gone. What do you mean it's gone? Well, it, 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 it's gone. Well, the king was furious. Well, Without salt, this, this meat's got no flavor. Fetch me something that I can eat." So they took sweetmeats to him. They took puddings and cakes and sweeties. And, you know, he wasn't really feeling it. You know, he was really wanting something, something you could sink his teeth into. And so this, this sweet thing, so, well, it wasn't to his liking. Now, time passed, and there was no salt to be had. They went out, and they searched all the marketplaces, but there was no salt, nothing to be had. None could be found. And when they did find some, well, when it got to within a certain distance of the castle, it just vanished, melted away, disappeared. Nobody could understand it. And the king was getting miserable. The king couldn't eat anything. He couldn't bear the beef or the pork or chicken or venison or lamb without salt on it. Even the the fish, the salmon from the rivers or the fish from the sea, it, it had no taste without salt. Oh, he said, God, I would give anything for some salt. Now, back at the cottage, where his youngest daughter was living, the old woman had gone out to gather herbs one day, which she was often dead. She came in with her basket of herbs, and she says, You know, lassie, I'm going to be sad tomorrow. Why are you going to be sad, Granny? she said. Well, you're going to have to leave me tomorrow, and that's going to make me sad. Oh, oh, no, but I, I I, don't have anywhere to go. She says, I, I can't go anywhere. You have to go home to your father. But I can't. He says, he's banished me. He doesn't want to see me again. Ah, uh, He'll want to see you, I bet, this time. No, you tomorrow you have to go back to your father. Now, you see, what the girl didn't know was that this old woman was a witch. Not a bad witch. A good witch. She knew magic. And she had used the magic spell to make all the salt anywhere near the king disappear. So, wherever the king was, there wasn't any salt. And he was getting more and more desperate. Now, the next day, the old woman says to the to the princess right now give me your dress so the girl gave her a dress and she took it away and she tore it up and snipped it and patched it up badly and turned it into rags a ragged dress all tattered and torn and covered with patches and she said right and now now your hair and she chopped off a lot of her hair and she tousled it up so it was all spiky and sticking up and a real mess. And she said, right, take off your shoes. So the princess took off her shoes. And then the old woman went to the fireplace and she got some suit from the fireplace. And she rubbed it on the girl's face so that she was dirty. She was dirty and ragged and barefoot. And she says, right, now I want you to go back to your father's castle. And I want you to bring him this she went away to her kitchen and she came back with a large bag full of salt. She'll want to see you all right when he hears what you have here for him. So go away. But don't forget your old friend in the forest. And come back and see me when you're queen. Queen? I'm not going to be queen. <laughs> I think you are, my dear. So the girl set off. She said goodbye to the old woman and the cat. She walked back all the way to the palace, and she arrived at the door, and the guards stopped her and said, What do you want, beggar maid? I have a gift for the king, she said. What gift could a beggar girl have for the king? I just bring him a bag of salt. Salt? Did you say salt? Yes. Well, that's different, they said. You better come in. So she was brought in, and the king's advisers were told, and they ushered her through to the throne room where the king was sitting, and the king was miserable. "'Oh, for some salt,' he was saying. "'Oh, I would give diamonds and pearls for some salt. "'I would give gold for some salt, all the gold in the kingdom. "'Oh, I would give the kingdom itself just for some salt.' just to have something decent to eat. His daughters were quite happy eating all the sweet stuff. They didn't bother at all. They couldn't eat sweeties all day. But the king was, oh, miserable for the lack of salt. Well, his advisors came in and said, Your Majesty, uh, we have someone here who has a gift for you. And the king looks at her, and he says he doesn't recognize his daughter. Of course, she's all dirty and ragged and barefoot. And he says, and what would a beggar maid have that I would want? I've brought you a gift, she said. And what gift would that be? Oh, well, she says, Daddy, I've brought you some salt. What? What did you say? I've brought you some salt. Well, salt, you said. Um, what what do you want for it? I'll, I'll give you anything you want. I'll give you diamonds, pearls, gold, anything you want for the salt. It's a gift, Daddy, she says. Because, Daddy, I told you. I love you more than salt. And then the king recognized his daughter. And he also recognized what a good and clever answer she had given him. It wasn't about money. It wasn't about diamonds and gold. It wasn't about riches. Sometimes the most important things in life are the little things. And the king had learnt his lesson. He took his daughter in his arms and he begged her to forgive him for being such a fool. And then he ordered meat to be brought to him and he sprinkled it with salt and he ate. And he ate till he almost burst. He was so happy. He knew now that salt was more precious to him than diamonds, pearls or gold. And he knew too that his love for his daughter and her love for him was stronger than anything. And so, after the old king died, the youngest daughter became queen, and she never forgot her friend in the cottage in the forest or the cat that lived with her. I love you more than salt.